Welcome to the YWAM Orlando Teaching Podcast. We share teachings and trainings that empower Christians to overcome fear and change the world by knowing God personally and making Him known to others. If you enjoy this content, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with others. Tonight, we have, um, she's not going to come up just yet, but Kristen Kang is going to be speaking to us. Um, Yes. So I'm going to invite Michael in just a second to come on up and pray for her. But I wanted to take this opportunity to really honor Kristen. Um, And guys, I'm so excited when I found out that she was going to be speaking tonight because she's someone who just walks in such intimacy with the Lord. And like, you know that everything she's saying is coming from an overflow of relationship with God. And it's so powerful and it's real. And I know that we're all like looking for something that's authentic and that's the Lord. And she's someone who just like carries his word um, with such honor. And so I'm so excited to hear what she has to share with us tonight. But I'm gonna invite Michael Berg, our bass director, if you guys wanna welcome him. And he's gonna pray for Kristen. Yeah, it's a privilege to uh, welcome Kristen. In case you don't know, if you're a visitor, she's actually my daughter, our daughter, and really thrilled to have her come. But she uh, did her DTS somewhere else. She did her school of worship somewhere else. And then what was at University of Central Florida. And really, we didn't really think she would join us, you know. But then God spoke to her about joining the community. And she came in and was a part of the worship community. And somewhere in that flow, Janice uh, Kingman was leading our worship time. And I'm going to come back to that in a moment. But over the years, we just loved how she filled our house with worship and, and music, you know, we, as she grew up, we were playing music and singing in the house, but then she kind of took that uh, to, to another level. We're really grateful for that. But one day, Janice came to me and said, I really think Kristen's the one that should be leading the area of worship. And I said, well, if that's what you think, you promote her. But if you promote her, you, you need to speak into her life because she's got to grow like any other person on staff. She doesn't get a pass because she's our daughter. She needs to grow too. And so Janice promoted her and then began to speak into her life. And it was just really exciting to watch uh, God draw a team around her and take our, our community to another level of worship that we'd never experienced before. So I'm really grateful. Looking forward to just uh, receiving from the Lord through her. So Kristen, would you come? I want to pray for you. Let's welcome her as she comes. Lord, I thank you for Kristen. I thank you for what you've been speaking to her and uh, for, to share with us this evening. And we just posture ourselves with an openness to receive from you through her. And so we commit the evening into your hands, commit her into your hands, and trust you for your leadership in her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. Oh. Well, tonight I wanted to speak on hunger for God. It was interesting because uh, about a week and a half ago, I felt like the Lord said to speak on hunger and faith. Um, and then just before last week, I don't know if you remember when Josh spoke, he spoke on faith. So it was kind of a bit of a confirmation that this was the right topic. <laughs> um, and this is not from a place of I've arrived. I mean, you probably already know that, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a place of a process with me and the Lord with hunger for him. So I'm going to be speaking from that place. There are things I'm going to say that are going to convict me, um, but I just, want, I just want what the Lord has. And this is the message he gave for me to give you guys. So um, I'm just going to jump right in. So we have 
this word hunger. Uh, I, I just decided to look up a definition for you guys. So from the Oxford Dictionary, it says, hunger is to have a strong desire or craving for something. Uh, Merriam-Webster says, a craving or an urgent need for food or specific nutrient. So we understand hunger. We even understand hunger on like a basic physical level. Just imagine yourself, it's been a few hours before, <laughs> after you've had your last meal, and someone starts talking about your favorite food. You're like, please stop. <laughs> please just stop. And then they're like, they don't even hear you. They keep talking about the thing that you're hungry, <laughs> hungry for. They're like, oh, and that chocolate cake. Or, you know, whatever it is, whatever your kryptonite is, right? So they start talking about that, and you're just like, please, <laughs> mercy. You know, but what happens is as they begin to talk about this, something begins to grow. It's called hunger. I believe that's similar to what happens in our hearts with spiritual hunger, right? So we know the Lord, and we know him in part, but there's actually like so much goodness to him that when someone begins to talk about him, when we begin to encounter him and experience him, there's this hunger that just begins to rise up in us. So I hope to explain in part what the Lord's been revealing to me about hunger. Um, I just asked him, I was like, Lord, how do you want me to talk about this? And he says, there, I want you to talk about three types of hunger. And so first one we're going to talk about is something called lovesick hunger. Okay? So if you've ever been in a dating relationship or you've seen a dating relationship, um, you know what being lovesick is. Okay? It might be a little obsessive, <laughs> all-consuming. Um, it's like you just can't get enough time with each other. And you're just looking for the next opportunity to be around one another, right? And the Lord was like, that's what I want your hunger for me to be like. You know? Where it's like, man, I'm satisfied. Because think of you hanging, hanging out with that person. Whether it be someone that you're in love with. Or let's just say it's a friend that you really love spending time with, okay? And you're like, man, I just really love spending time with this person. It's like so good. So you're satisfied. But then you're also like... I just can't wait for the next time we get to spend time together. This is what I would even refer to as like lovesick hunger. I think David talks about this perfectly. He's like in Psalms 42 verses 1 through 2. He says, I long to drink of you, God, drinking deeply from the streams of pleasure flowing from your presence. My longings overwhelm me for more of you. My soul thirsts, pants, and longs for the living God. I want to come and see the face of God. And then in Psalms 23, 5, the second portion of it, you give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. It kind of sounds like someone who's lovesick. All right? And then you've got um, Psalm 63, verses 1 through 8. It says, oh God of my life. And he literally says it right here. I'm lovesick for you in this weary wilderness. I thirst with the deepest longings to love you more. With cravings in my heart that can't be described, such yearnings grips my soul for you, my God. I'm energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and drink in more of your glory. For your tender mercies mean more to me than life itself. How I love and praise you, God. Daily I worship you passionately and with all my heart. My arms will wave to you like banners of praise. I overflow with praise when I come before you for the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. You're such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. I lie awake, each, just imagine this, if this is you. I lie awake each night thinking of you. Like you can't go to sleep, you're just thinking about him. 
<laughs> right? And reflecting on how you help me like a father. I sing through the night. I sing through the night. Under your splendor shadow, offering up to you my songs of delight and joy. So he's literally just laying awake in bed, singing songs of praise to the Lord, thinking about him. New songs, these things like adoration, right? With passion I pursue and cling to you because I feel your grip on my life. I keep my heart close to your heart. So good. And I also think of that passage in um, the psalm somewhere where it says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Okay, so a thousand days is a little less than three years. So he's like, one day in your presence is better than about three years somebody, somewhere else. Like, what? <laughs> this is lovesick, you know? And um, I even just think about uh, something as simple as spending time with my family. We were here at their house this past Sunday, my husband and I, Jason. Hey. <laughs> You're welcome for that. Um, so we were over at the house on Sunday, and uh, I just remember it was so fun. It had been a while they had been traveling, um, and so it had been a while since we'd hung out, um, and there was this thing of like being so satisfied. I just love spending time with my family. There was that, you know, like, oh, I love this. But then there was also a little bit of the bittersweet of like, this is gonna have to end at some point tonight, and we're gonna have to leave. And then you're like looking forward to that next time you get to spend together. This is, can you imagine leaving the word, leaving your time with the Lord and going like, oh, I just hate, oh, I hate to close the word. Oh, I hate to like stop right now. Like I'm, and, and you, <laughs> if you've <laughs> been in love, then, you know, let's say it's been a while since you've seen them, you know, you might throw them a text or sh shoot them a call and just like, I just wanted to hear your voice. Imagine that with the Lord. You're working and you're like, oh, I just have to hear your voice. And you lean in close to listen, you know? Or like, Lord, what's your word to me right now? So this is the lovesick hunger. Um, and I feel like we can have this with the Lord. I, I always look up to older couples that are in love and their 70s, their 80s, their 90s. I mean, anywhere in between, right? But I think that that has to involve some choice, but also like there's romance to it, right? And I was thinking about this when we were singing um, about you know, his blood and Jesus paid it all. It's like, well, that's what we do when we're thinking about like the person we fell in love with. Let me tell you about the story that we fell in love. You know, and you begin to talk through like, you know, and then this happened and they're like, tell me about engagement. And you're like, well, this happened and this happened. And, there, and as you begin to talk about these things, love begins, like this, this feeling of love begins to stir in your heart again. But you also have to continue to pursue each other. I feel like that's what the Lord's talking about when he's talking about lovesick. We actually, when we share our testimony, that's part of what actually stirs back up this love for the Lord and this hunger for him, right? It's not just words. It's not just like beating a dead horse. It's literally share, sharing from this place that actually begins to, to fill your heart again with love for the Lord. And is love important with the Lord? I think it definitely is. Because in uh, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, it says, you know, obey the Lord with all your heart. No, I mean, we know we're supposed to obey him. Or worship the Lord with... It, the thing it says there, the greatest commandment that Jesus says, the greatest commandment is to what? Love 
the Lord with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. I got them out of order, but you remember them, right? So the Lord seems to say, hey, the greatest one of all of them, love me, know me, right? The next type of hunger I felt like the Lord wanted me to talk about was a needy hunger or a dependent hunger, okay? So needing him or being dependent on him. I think of, I don't know if you have that one up there, and if you don't, it's a very long passage, but um, Blind Bartimaeus, I think that he demonstrates a needy hunger, and if you know the story, you know that. If you don't know the story, I'm going to read it so you all know that, all right? So then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man, cheer up. They said, come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man, said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, Go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. I think that demonstrates perfectly this needy hunger for the Lord, this dependent hunger for the Lord, right? It's interesting that Jesus actually refers to something that we need on a daily basis to describe himself. So in John 6:35, Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And then later in Matthew 4, 4, he says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So he actually refers to, I mean, we know we can't live very long without food, right? (laughs) And so he refers to himself as the bread of life, that we need him. And then he goes even further and, and, and refers to the Holy Spirit as living water. In John 4, 14, it says, whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Then in John 7, 38 through 39, he says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And so he refers to himself as something that's even more needed than food. (laughs) Like water, you can't go more than three days, right? He's like, you need me that much. (laughs) And I remember coming to this revelation with the Lord. I was like, I don't think I know how much I need you because I don't think I need you that bad. You know, like there's something in me that's like, I can maybe go a month without him. I don't know why I think that. <laughs> or, I, you know, it's been a week, but it's fine, you know, that I've really talked to him and spent time with him. But I won't go very long without food, and I won't go very long without water, that's for sure. And so I just wish that in, in my life, and this is where I'm with you guys in this, <laughs> the Lord's speaking to me about this, I need more hunger for the Lord. I need to need him more. I need to know that I need him more. 
and, and not pretend like I don't. I love how Jesus showed this. Um, he seemed to steal away. So, you know, he did it after feeding the 5,000. He went off up into the hills by himself. And the disciples went out, you know, after feeding 5,000. And then um, he spoke to the Father in the midst of the crowd, audibly. You've read about that before. And he stole away after healing people and casting out demons. The whole, like, this story is crazy. In Mark 1, at the end of Mark, um, the whole town gathers outside of the house where he's healing people and driving out, you know, demons, all this kind of stuff. They gather, he's laying hands on them and healing them and, you know, demons are being cast out and all that. Um, and it says that, I'll just read you a portion of it. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Simon and the others went out to find him, and they found him and said, everyone is looking for you. (laughs) He replied, we must go to other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. This is why I came. I think if anyone shows dependence on the Father, it would be Jesus. We see it, and it's like, you know, if, if I don't think I need to be dependent, then who do I think I am, you know? Like, Jesus was literally stealing away to spend time with the Lord, and he actually says in John five nineteen, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. Nothing. <laughs> he does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son does also. And then John eight twenty eight through 29, he says, I do nothing on my own initiative. But I only speak truth that the Father has revealed to me. I am his messenger, and he is always with me, for I only do what delights, uh, that which delights his heart. And so he's like, I won't even say anything unless the Lord's revealed it to me. I won't even do anything unless the Lord has first shown me that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm like, that is super dependent on the Father. And I want that kind of hunger that drives me to a place of, like, I need you in my everyday I don't need you just in, you know, a time of worship when I might feel like I need you in that moment. And I don't need you when there's a crisis in my life only. I need you for all the in-between. You know, like I need you like when I feel like I'm soaring high. I need you, I need you when I feel numb. I need you when I feel like, you know, nothing could go wrong in my life. I need you when I feel like I have it all together. And I need you when I feel like I don't. I need you in all the in-between. I'm just going to pause to pray right there for us. Lord, would you increase our sense of our need for you? I don't want to go for however long it takes me before I realize that I need you. I don't want it to take that before I talk to you and I spend time with you. And so, Lord, would you just, yeah, would you just fill us with a hunger that, we, that would drive us to, to spending time with you because we know we need you and we know we're dependent on you. Thank you, Jesus. The third type of hunger I felt like he told me to speak on was hunger uh, with wonder. Um, I love, there's a, old, uh, a hymn, I think it's from the early 1900s. It's called The Love of God. Um, and the third verse says this. Okay, and I just want you to imagine it, th- this um, picture. Oh, there it is. There you go. If we with ink, or see, let's say this, could we with ink the ocean fill? So imagine you filling the entire ocean with ink. And were the skies of parchment made? So let's say the whole skies were paper to write on, okay? And were every stalk on earth a quill? So every, every stick, 
to be found on the earth would be a pen or a pencil, okay? And every man that's ever lived, a scribe by trade. So, some, so from beginning to end, <laughs> every single person is commissioned to write, okay? To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll, the sky, contain the whole, the whole picture, the whole story, though stretched from sky to sky. Like, come on. <laughs> it's so good. I'm like, praise God for Frederick, whoever wrote this, you know. <laughs> that was so good, <laughs> you know. It's so perfectly worded, you know. Um, like, I think that's even a reason why we see the angels singing holy, holy, holy throughout eternity. There's none like you. There's none like you. Oh, my word. There's none like you. I mean, that's really what holy is saying, right? You're set apart. You're, you're set apart from the rest. You know, you're, you're, you're different in the best kind of way, you know? <laughs> holy, 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 you know? It says in Proverbs 25, verse 2, it is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings is to search things out. I want to be filled with wonder when I see an aspect of who God is that I go, there's so much more to you than meets the eye. And I lean in and go, I believe you, your love is that good. I believe you, right? It even says in Romans eleven thirty three, um, who could ever wrap their minds around the riches of God, the depths of his wisdom, and the marvel of his perfect knowledge? Who could ever explain the wonder of his decisions or search out the mystery, mysterious ways he carries out his plans? Um, another translation would say, how unsearchable are his ways, you know? Oh, the riches of the wonders of the glory of God. You've heard that, right? And I think... You know, Paul was getting this sense of like, there's so much more to you. <laughs> there's so much more. Um, I love something that, I don't know if you've heard of the, the guy Andy Bird. But he, he spoke on, I think it was actually on hunger. And he was talking about Enoch. And how um, Enoch walked with God and then he was no more. That's in Genesis. There's a classic mystery. <laughs> you know, like what happened? I think it's in Hebrews that it actually says that God took him up, you know, or something like that. And I love what Andy said. He's like, it's almost like heaven was leaning in going, you're so close. I'll just, I'll just bring you up here, you know? And he's like, this is Andy in a paraphrase says, so if I haven't been taken up, if we haven't been taken up, then there must be so much more to know of God and so much closer I can be to his heart. <laughs> And the more we know him, relationally and not just intellectually, the more we should want to know him, right? Psalms 34 verse 8 says, taste and see. So it's a kind of, we actually get to experience. Taste is, is a sense. Seeing is an experience. So taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. I think wonder and Hunger, definitely go hand in hand. Um, okay, so then I, I would like to, I, I feel like the Lord 
um, wants to even draw a connection between faith and hunger. I told the Lord, you know, we were having lots of conversations about this thing of hunger. hunger. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so what? It sounds like it's super important, but it also doesn't sound like it's like crucial to following the Lord. Like it just sounds like a cool perk of following the Lord. And I felt like the Lord said that hunger demonstrates that you have faith. It's like, what? <laughs> and the Lord was like, if you actually believe I could be that good, then you would be running after my heart. If you actually believe, <laughs> if you actually believe that there's so much to discover that we haven't figured him out yet, then I would run at him with hunger. If I believe that he actually makes himself knowable, my sheep know me, they, they hear my voice, and they follow me. So if I believe he meant it when he said it, that we could know him, then I would run after his heart in hunger. <laughs> if I have faith that he says if we seek him and we'll find him, then I'll come running, right? Um, and I love what Josh said last week. It comes straight from James 2, 26. Faith without works is dead, okay? So faith actually moves us to action. And I think one of the actions that faith moves us towards is hunger. To get into the secret place, his presence, spending time with him. If we have faith that he is who he says he is, then we'll, we'll steal away to the secret place to hear the Father's voice. You said I could hear you at any time. Can you just tell me one more thing? You know, that lovesick, you know, can you just tell me one more thing? Oh, it's been so long since I've heard you speak. Can you just say something right now? I just want to hear the sound of your voice, you know? Or Jesus, I need you. I don't think I know how much I need you, but I need you. And I think hunger is not, it, it's, uh, I don't think it's as greedy as it might seem like it is. <laughs> Because hunger actually leads us to him. True hunger, righteous hunger, leads us to him. And there's actually a promise in scripture in uh, Matthew 5 that says, you'll be filled. Right? Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. Okay? It's a promise. Right? Uh, greedy hunger is a little bit different. It's like when we go after just the blessings that we could receive from him and not, and not really going after him. That's a different story. It's exactly what happened in uh, John 6. <laughs> it was right after Jesus literally multiplied the food, and then he crossed to the other side of the lake, and <laughs> the crowd was following him, and they're like, oh, you're here, like almost like they weren't following him, and they're like, Lord, can you do a miracle again? Like the bread, you know? And he's like, and there's this dialogue that happens. You have to read it because it's, so, it's so good. They go back and forth for a while, and Jesus is like, no, 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 you need something better. They're like, so then show us that you can give something better with bread. And he's like, it literally is a dialogue like this. And then he, it's almost like he comes to a point of like, okay, they're not getting it. I am the bread of life. <laughs> That's where that passage comes from. They were going after like what he could give them and the blessings that he could actually produce in their life. And then he goes, wait, wait, wait. The manna in the desert, I am the bread of life. The manna come down from heaven. He says this in scripture. <laughs> and so it's, when it leads us to him, it's a little bit different or a lot different, right? And I want to need him more than I need the blessings that he gives. I definitely need the blessings that he gives, but I need him a whole lot more, 
right? Like Paul said, whether I have a lack or abundance, then he says something awesome at the end. I forget what it says. <laughs> but we need him a whole lot more, right? I think about that passage that talks about how, you know, they, um, people who've actually been, you know, doing signs and wonders come to, come to the Lord, heaven, whatever the scene is, and they're like, he's like, I didn't know you. And they're like, but we like healed the sick. We raised the dead. We cast out demons. Like, what are you talking about? You didn't know me. Like, I'm famous on earth. <laughs> come on. You know, and the Lord's like, I didn't know you. We didn't have a relationship, right? And so I feel like that, it seems like that's the most crucial thing, you know, to our faith, to walking with Jesus. The most crucial thing is that we know him. And I think when we actually are filled with wonder and hunger that drives us to know him, I think that we won't be able to help but talk about him. I mean, it's same thing with the whole lovesick thing. You're probably going to have that person show up in your conversations a whole lot more. And they're like, I need to stop. I don't want to keep hearing about so-and-so, okay? <laughs> you know, like, but that's what's going to happen when you're lovesick, Right? So when we spend time with the Lord, we get to know his heart. I believe that it'll actually show in our lives, right? Um, okay, we're going to close in a second, but um, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to speak to those of you that are like, it's too late. You know, it would almost be the same as, you know, a marriage that's falling apart. It's too late, Okay. And so it's like, you know, my hunger with the Lord, it's gone. You know, like the church of Ephesus, I've forgotten my first love, you know. Um, I feel like the Lord said to say to you, it's not too late. You're not too young or too old in your faith to experience hunger for him. I mean, look at Timothy and little Samuel or Abraham and Enoch and Methuselah, and all these different people, Noah, you know? You're not too old or too young in your faith to experience hunger for him. Um, I think what we'll all do to close, do you guys like, do you want this? Do you want more hunger? I do. So let's stand up, and I'm just going to pray for us. And you can just get yourself in the posture of receiving whatever that looks like for you. Jesus, we want to know you. We have to have more of you. Like Bartimaeus, Jesus, we don't even want to like care what the person to our right or to our left thinks of us. We want to be so hungry for you. They might even shush us, but we just don't care. We're just going to keep being hungry for you, Jesus. And so, Lord, we just look at you, the the man with eyes of fire. <laughs> and Lord, would you fill us up with, with a zeal and a passion and a hunger to know you, to keep you the main thing. You've always been the main thing, Jesus. It's just sometimes hard to remember that. Lord, would you help us? Father, would you help the soil of our hearts if our hunger has maybe gone away from the worries of life, um, you know, what other people might think. Lord, would you just come and heal the soil of our hearts? Jesus, we want, we, we want to be hungry for you because you will fill us. <laughs> when we're hungry for you, you said you're going to fill us. So, Lord, we just, well, why don't we just in our own voices just cry out for more of the Lord, whatever that looks like. So, Jesus, we just say that we want more of you. Father, would you just, would you begin to burn in me again a hunger that I would, that, 
nothing else would satisfy Jesus. You said that I if, that taste and see that you're good. And Jesus, I want to know you. I want to burn again, Jesus. So would you resurrect that part of my heart that says it's too late or it's too far gone, but that's not true. With you, Jesus, anything, nothing is too far gone. So Jesus, we just trust you to, to bless. Yes, Jesus. Yeah, Father, we just thank you that you, you hear every one of our hearts. And just like the, I'm just thinking of the Father that's like, help my unbelief. <laughs> you know, if, if faith and, and hunger go so hand in hand, you're like, well, apparently my faith is dead. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and the Lord's like, you know, I just think immediately of the, of the dad, of the demon-possessed boy in Scripture. And he's like, help my unbelief. And then what did Jesus do? He healed his son. <laughs> he helped his unbelief, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Lord, help us with our unbelief. If there's any place in our lives that we feel like, you know, we've, we know everything we could know about you or that you, could, you couldn't possibly be that good, but she says it and I think it's true and I want to know that, but God, my faith is so small. Lord, would you increase our faith? Even now, Lord, thank you that you, if you can resurrect people's bodies you can resurrect our you know our, our hunger <laughs> and so lord we just say yes to that in jesus name yeah and um yeah thank you that you've heard each of these prayers i just encourage you as we even move out of tonight hunger can sometimes get numb if we ignore it for too long so don't wait when this hunger is... I feel like hunger was definitely being stirred in this place in your hearts. So you're like, man, I love him. Man, I want to spend time with him. Don't ignore it. Rush to that place with him and let him fill you. And then you'll get more hungry and then he'll fill you again, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, amen. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the YWAM Orlando Teaching Podcast. Would you like to be in the room during a training like this? If you're ready to devote this season of your life to learning to live fearlessly and change the world by knowing God and making Him known, then go to ywamorlando.com and apply for free to our Discipleship Training School.